This is the Dungeon Master's Handbook. expect to be podcasting again but here I am uh, I know it's I know it's been a while <laughs> um, but yeah why why are you hearing my voice well um, you know well let me put it simply it's because there's a new project that is hitting some parts of the um, I guess you could call it the RPG uh, social media world uh, and I'm hoping to uh, participate in it and I want to drag you all into the madness that's probably going to hit me next year. I am referring to the hashtag Dungeon23 uh, idea that is really, uh, really getting a lot of people's attention. So I want to say about 10 days ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, a gentleman by the name of Sean McCoy posted something to social media on, on his uh, Substack blog and uh, I think on Twitter and was talking about the idea of, hey, let's make a mega dungeon in, uh, in the following manner. We're going to make it in 2023. We're going to, um, excuse me while I jump out in the traffic here, we're going to uh, basically draw and key a room a day. At the end of the month, that's your level. And so by the end of 2023, we will have a 365 room, 12-level mega dungeon. <laughs> And on the surface of it, that's a pretty cool idea, you know? It kind of follows into the things that you hear other people talking about, you know, like, oh, you should, you know, journal daily or blog daily or, you know, for the next 10 days, I'm going to blog about blah, blah, blah and, and all that. And I, I typically don't do these things because I am, good Lord, I am like a squirrel in a forest sometimes. Uh, I'll see the next neat idea or the next thing that drags me down into uh, to whatever uh, I'm going to focus on and, you know, previous project, whatevs, I'm on this new thing, see? <laughs> but uh, but this kind of was, was interesting and it, I was like, oh, that's really neat. I wonder what's going to come of it. Well, then there's the thing that actually sucked me in. And, and mind you, it wasn't about the coolness of a dungeon or the challenge of making something. No, it was something far more basic and probably far more sad. A couple of people posted the planners that they were going to use. And there's this little planner from Japan called a, I'm going to probably mispronounce it, so please forgive me. It's called a Hobonichi Teko. 
kind of planner that they were talking about, it's a calendar, but each space on the calendar is a freaking grid. So you got a, a basically a piece of graph paper with a calendar over the top of it. And I'm like, oh, that makes this so easy. And if I get a burst of inspiration, I could do four or five days in advance and none's the wiser. I could just spend that time filling it in, noodling about what I want, blah, blah, blah. And that got me. I'm like, this is just too damn cool. So I, I, I bought the damn thing probably for a lot more money than I, than I should have. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I am now part of Dungeon 23. Now, 365 rooms, 12 levels, and damn it, I want this thing to get played. So, the other side of the coin of this is that as soon as I get enough of a first level done, or if I get the first level done soon enough, I'm going to start running the goddamn thing. Um, I, you know... Dungeons were made to be played, and and I, you know, I, I appreciate it. There's a lot of different reasons that people make dungeons. You know, some of them it's an artwork, some of them it's just you know a form of noodling around. Some people do it like they write stories. You know, this is how I express my creativity without the intention of running it, and that's fine. But if I'm going to put all of this effort into creating this thing. I want people to experience it. I want to drag them down into the nightmare. And uh, so, yeah, come January, uh, if you've ever wanted to uh, play in one of my games, or if you, uh, you know, have played in one of my games and I haven't driven you away with my craziness, um, be looking for the looking for players that I'm going to be doing and uh, come see what this uh, Dungeon 23 is about. The other thing, or one of the other things that I think is cool about this whole idea of Dungeon 23, well, there's several reasons. One is I think it captures kind of a zeitgeist right now, you know. Um, there's a number of people that are just, uh, excuse my language here, just fucking done with Twitter and with the way it is descending into Twitter 4chan, um, at least my opinion, you know, and they migrated to uh, Mastodon, they migrated back to blogs, you know, maybe they're migrating over to podcasts and, and uh, maybe TikTok and all that, and, you know, right at the moment that people are kind of moving houses, if you will, and looking around and saying, well, what the hell am I going to do here? Up comes this idea. And it gives people a chance to participate in something that's cool, but also to kind of form the community. You know, I saw this back in, uh, you know, 2008, 2009, when, uh, the, the call it the first wave or what have you, uh, I'm going to call it the first wave, the first wave of the OSR was cresting, you know, there was tons of blogs out there, uh, you know, 
some really damn good ones and had some questionable ones like mine. <laughs> um, God, I was such an asshole sometimes back then. Anyway, um, so, you know, and, and, and people got together and, and the blogs and, and uh, you know, that's when the, the one-page dungeon thing kind of took off. Uh, David Bowman, I still miss you, man. You were awesome, awesome creator. Anyway, um, you know, around that time, people kind of gelled into this community. And, you know, a few years passed, and then you had, what was it, 2011, 2012, you had uh, Google+. And if we, you want to call it the second wave of the OSR, and sorry for the background noise, I'm in traffic, so I'm sure the audio quality of this is going to be shit. Um, and forgive me, I cuss a lot now. Um, oh yeah, Google Plus. So, you know, people came together, second wave, um, and again, you had some ideas that kind of gelled around that time. I think there was the um, uh, flail snails that happened where people were taking characters and just running them in all sorts of different environments and you know people were sharing their dungeons and their campaigns and creations and it was a really cool time and then after Google Plus died I think things kind of moved to Twitter um, I know you know it seemed like then there was a lot of things happening on um, Twitch and you know doing the live plays or, you know, people were recording their plays and podcasts were taken off. Anyway, so this whole Dungeon 23 thing is happening at a time where you've got yet another movement, another community forming. So it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of this, how things gel, what, what people do. Um, you know, you've, you've got the old farts like me who have a certain approach to dungeons and gaming and whatnot, and you have a much younger, different kind of generation that's coming into it. But there's going to be a lot of really cool ideas and a lot of creative energy around this. And I don't know about you, but that just that's really awesome. I, I think that's probably going to be the, the most entertaining part. Um, so I'm here on Mastodon now, um, and, and I'll put a link to where you can find me on Mastodon. Uh, it, it's far easier to get involved with Mastodon than I think some of the uh, some of the critics say. But um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be interested to see what's happening. I'm, I'm you know boosting the hell out of posts that I see for Dungeon 23. Uh, boosting is basically kind of retweeting, but without the algorithm. Uh, anyway, different t different subject. Uh, it's just uh, Mastodon t uh, uh, terminology. So anyway, so I'm, I'm full in on this community thing because I think it's, it's really exciting. And that's the other thing that I think I'm excited about with this is not only the community building, but the chance to share a little bit about the art of making a dungeon. Um, and what the hell do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to use the one-page dungeon uh, contest as, as kind of my uh, demonstration, if you will. 
So the one page dungeon template comes out and all of us that were into it were talking about how to use it as the template for making a mega dungeon. Because back in the uh, late aughts, that was the thing. You know, we're all going to make mega dungeons, duh, 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 you know. And, and I think certainly we've seen some of them, uh, you know, uh, become the, sorry for all the blinging. You know, some of them have become the real expression of what we meant by mega dungeon. Um, I think Mike Curtis's Stonehell is probably what I would consider from my point of view, the closest to what I saw as a mega dungeon and how it was going to come out and how it was going to be expressed in a kind of a one-page format. Um, but then as different folks, and I'm going to use the phrase different generations of players and DMs got a hold of the one page, you saw the dungeons change. Um... I don't know about you, but when I see the one page, I want to cram as many rooms and as much content into that son of a gun as possible. But the last time that I judged the one page dungeon contest, I think it was the last year it happened, I want to say 2018, 2019, I think it was right before or... No, I think it was the first year of the pandemic, so maybe 2020. I don't know. Memory's gone. Old, old fart uh, disease. Um, most of those dungeons, if they had 10 rooms, that was a lot. And I think that Dungeon 23 is going to kind of bring to light why... I think there's a difference between the way, I'm going to call it, the older generations of dungeons were put together and the newer. Um, I'm not smart enough to know the psychology or, you know, the trends, and I'm not going to fall into the trap of making generalizations, but the differences are real. I can look at a dungeon and just by looking at the map know was this influenced by what I'm going to call old school aesthetics and approaches? Or is it more of a newer generation dungeon? And, and it's the layout. It, it, it's the number of rooms. It's just simply the approach to the dungeon itself. So I, I think and I hope that the people that do really stick with this Dungeon 23 start to gain an appreciation of what it means to put 30 rooms in a level. What that means, what does that look like, how, how does that operate, you know? Because I think, at least for me, you know, it's a different approach to how I think and, and where I put stuff and how I put stuff for something that's going to be, you know, claustrophobic or, or have a lot of places to explore versus something that's kind of a quick hit. Here's a five, seven, ten room dungeon that I'm just going to throw down because, well, I need to put something down real quick. So I think it's going to be neat. And this kind of gets into the last thing I wanted to talk about in this podcast, and that's the concept of a dungeon itself. 
I'm gonna I am gonna make a generalization statement right now and I do it intentionally I think the dungeons that were created pre 2000 and I'd even go so far as say maybe pre 1980 were based on a different concept than the font then yeah I'm gonna use 1980 as, as my marker than the dungeons after 1980 the dungeons of late 60s when this stuff first started rolling in people's noggins and, and especially in the 70s when you know, early to mid 70s when uh, Gary and David and the, the rest of the gang were really coming up with some of these con con these con and contexts, the dungeon was the enemy. And the reason I say the dungeon was the enemy is because of the wargaming aspect. Um, you know, when when you sat down at a when you sit down at a war game, you are fighting someone else. The battle and the battlefield and the armies on it all work together to form the entire experience. And I have a feeling that people like Arneson really felt that, really grokked that the dungeon is as much an enemy as the things that you put into it. And that's why I think dungeons were vast because you had a chance now to have this vast battlefield where the layout, the, 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 the things that the players needed to do to survive a dungeon expedition were, you know, all against you. And I think that held true for a long time until you get to the 80s when now you're starting to see different uh, avenues, more storytelling, more commercial application. You know, um, dungeons weren't meant to be enemies, weren't meant to be battlefields now. They told a story. They, you know, they had a, uh, uh, you know, a theme to them, if you will. Um, and... Yeah, some of Gygax's instructions kind of uh, led to that. You know, if, if you look at the instructions in OD&D and AD&D, you know, th they talk about dungeons having a story. And, you know, you, you start off with certain monsters and you put those down in places and then you fill in the rest with, you know, random monsters that you get from an encounter table or from, like, the monster and treasure assortments that TSR sold. And I think that the idea of the dungeon itself as an enemy was maybe kind of lost. And I think that's why dungeons like Tomb of Horrors get such attention because there's a perfect example of a dungeon as an enemy itself. I like that now maybe Dungeon 23 is going to bring people maybe back into that mindset or at least give them an opportunity to consider that mindset that when you're sitting down and you're trying to put together a 30-room level, 
you've got an opportunity now to think about the dungeon in a whole new way. It's not just a quick five, you know, room, here's the story, boom, we're done, now we're going to move on to the next one. No, 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 no. You get to mess around now with something that it itself is alive. And I think that's why I enjoy dungeon making so much is because to me, the dungeon itself is alive. Um, I, I, I blogged about this a little bit earlier this week about um, some writings that uh, a gentleman by the name of Philotomy back in the uh, late aughts wrote about. Uh, Philotomy's OD&D musings. I don't know if he's still active. I know his blog, or at least the blog that I'm aware of, has been dead for a while. So it's possible he might still be on and philotomy if you're around hi miss you guy love 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 reading what you wrote but philotomy talked a lot about how the dungeon is alive and it's your enemy and you know it wants to kill you i mean you think about it you know you have a structure that has been around for hundreds maybe thousands of years this structure has seen horrors this structure has seen things that are just terrible. There, you know, there's creatures living in it, you know, full of evil and nastiness. And that energy's gotta go somewhere. And it's bled off. It's bled off into the very stones, the very air that this dungeon is made of. And, and now the, the, the dungeon's alive and it doesn't give a damn about you. You're an invader. You're something that doesn't belong. You bringing your light. You bringing your spells. You bringing your, you know, your tools and your curiosity and your desire to take things from it. You want to come in and loot. You want to come in and pillage. You, you want to kill that which serves the dungeon. That which, you know, is part of the dungeon. And you want to remove it? Or destroy it? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that just won't do. You are in my world now. You are in my territory. And you have to play by my rules. Doors that refuse to open... Hell yes, they refuse to open. I'm trying to bottleneck you. I'm trying to stop you from going any further. And I'm trying to make you waste time or give up surprise and let everyone else know where you are. You can't see in the dark when you can see uh, up above? Well, then you should have, damn it, stayed up above where the rules are the rules like you're familiar with. Down here, the rules are as I make them. And if my monsters can see perfectly in the darkness and you can't, too bad, so sad. There's the exit. Don't let the door hit you in the ass when you leave. Oh, yeah. You think I want you to live? Oh, no, no, no. I want you to die in my bowels. I want you to look at the darkness and be afraid as it swallows you whole. Whether it's at the end of a sword or because you stumbled into the wrong pool and drank the water and died a horrible, poisonous death. 
no, 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 I don't care at all. I want to hear you scream. Your screams and your death throes, they're what I live on. They're how I feed. They're how I grow. And if you dare to go deeper, the horror is only going to get worse. The challenges are only going to get darker and more horrible. And trust me, I'm waiting there at the bottom. I'm waiting there to see if you think you can dare long enough to come down and find the most precious of my treasures. Because you're going to sacrifice a lot to get there. Even your life. That's what a dungeon is about in my world. Alright, that's it. Until next time, game on.